Hey guys, this is Pastor Neil. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. Hey, would you do us a huge favor today? Would you subscribe, like, or leave us a review wherever you get this content? It really helps us reach other people with the gospel. Also, we would love, love to see you at our campus uh, on a Sunday morning. We meet at 1010 South Bowie Drive in Weatherford, Texas. You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our on our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. Before I get into the scripture reading, I want to, I want to say it's, you know, it's Christmas Eve. Um, and you're here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You could have been a million other places. You could be watching the Cowboys lose, or I don't know what the score is, but who cares, right? Um, <laughs> some of you are like, what do you mean, who cares? But, you know, you could be a thousand other places, but you're here on Christmas Eve, spending time with your families and spending time just remembering what it's all about. And, you know, as we gather here, we focus on the important thing, that's Jesus. And, there's a lot of things that go on this time of year that aren't always great. There's a lot of disunity, a lot of sickness, the reality of loss of loved ones. I recently lost a loved one. And so I, I know what you're feeling. Like there's an, there's an emptiness there. And as we approach Christmas Eve, we don't deny those things. We don't deny that those things are reality. But what we do deny is a place of those things to harbor into our souls. Because we have a joy. We have a hope. We have a peace that can only come through Jesus. And that's why we're here celebrating Christmas together. We're celebrating what's important. The focus is on Jesus, and he's the reason for the season, right? So I'm so glad. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 through 7. We're going to be in there on the prophet. I got moved here, sorry. We're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to end in verse 7. I love how this opens up. It says, nevertheless. You know, even in this time where it's very dark and dismal and things are always great, we always have this promise from God, nevertheless. Nevertheless, he's always there. He's always working. He's always doing things in our lives, and this is no exception. In the time of Israel's deepest, darkest moment, Isaiah gives them hope. He says, nevertheless. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future where Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. For those of you who have been in church a while or know your Bibles, we know that Jesus grew up in Galilee. And the prophet here is exclaiming that a prophet, a, a, the Savior will come out of Galilee. And so he's foretelling Jesus, even in this scripture passage here. And then he goes, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniform stained by blood will be burned. They will be fuel 
for the fire. So he's saying somebody's going to come, he's going to bring peace, he's going to bring freedom. There will be no more war. And here's the promise. Here's, here's the avenue in which this thing's going to come. In verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David and for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Isaiah is saying this is going to happen. And we know now, these people are looking forward to this, but we know now that this was in fact Jesus. Jesus was the Messiah. He was the gift we waited for. And I don't know about you, but I love Christmas because it's a reminder of when I was a kid. You know, you have those moments when you're a kid, you're super excited about getting a gift. Maybe you've asked your parents for this gift and, and you looked under the tree and you saw it and it's the exact shape of the gift, the exact size of the gift that you wanted. Maybe even looks like it, weighs like it. So you go over and you shake it to see if that's the thing that you really wanted. Maybe you peek in a little bit. I don't know about you. I used to do that. I get in trouble for it, right? It's like, don't you do that? You get spanked. But I would always see if that was the gift that I really wanted that I asked mom and dad for. And then Christmas morning, you wake up super excited, bright-eyed. You wake mom and dad up early, and you walk, and you go to the Christmas tree ready to open that gift because you know it's exactly what you wanted. And you pick it up, you unwrap it, and it's not what you thought it was. It's not what you expected. In fact, it's something better than you expected, something that you really needed, but you didn't know you needed it, kind of like socks. We have socks in there if you need some socks. <laughs> but something you needed, but you're not sure you didn't know that you needed it. And Jesus is that gift that, that we needed, but we didn't know we needed. My daughter just started teaching this year, and she's discovered the joy of what kids bring teachers for their gifts for Christmas. And, and she was bringing home stuff every day. She'd bring home candy. I was excited about some of that because we got to eat a little bit. And some other gifts, cards, gift cards, things like that. And then she excitedly, one day, she texted me out of the blue. She goes, I got meat. Here's the picture. I got meat for Christmas. And she was super excited about it. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome, right? I never thought about giving anybody meat for Christmas, but we were pretty excited about the meat. There's actually some bacon in there, and we're eating that tomorrow morning. It's going to be good. We didn't know we wanted it, and it wasn't expected. It's not something that we think about giving people, but it's something that we really could use, and it's something that had a lot of thought to it. And it was something about this gift made us be joyful in sharing it. Like, I got to share it with you guys, and it gave me joy to share that with you. And, and my daughter got to share the joy of that gift with us. And just like how that is, that meat, right, is something that we didn't expect. Jesus is that thing that we didn't expect, but it's so good we have to share. The gift of Christ is so good we have to share it. We can't just keep it to ourselves. We should be texting everybody going, Jesus, I got Jesus for Christmas, right? It's awesome. Jesus is, is that gift. And Christmas, man, it's such a good gift that we have to share it. And see, the gift of Christmas, it's not wrapped in beautiful paper, you know, despite how the world puts it. It's not that it, this gift wasn't tucked under a tree. It's actually a gift no, most of us wouldn't even ask for. And in reality, a lot of us don't even feel like we deserve it. Or a lot of us don't feel like it can be delivered. But the surprise, the gift came anyway. And this gift had a tag written on it from Papa to humanity. 
That's you, that's me. That's the good, the bad, and the indifferent. God gave his son for all of us. That's the beauty of Christmas. That's what he wants to do for us. This gift, like I said, wasn't wrapped in beautiful paper. It was wrapped in, in cloth and laid in a feeding trough. And this gift was so good because this gift was a person. It was a person. It was, it was somebody that we needed. See, a son is given, as Isaiah puts it. And Christmas is about the gift of a person, of Jesus. Not just any person, but the Son of God, our Savior. The thing we really needed most and nothing else, I'm telling you, will set us free, except for Jesus. He's the only one. I love how one poet put it, talking about our need for Jesus, our need for a Savior. He said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, then God would have sent us a scientist. And if our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so he sent us a Savior. He sent us a Savior because that's what we really needed. The Savior, his name is Jesus. Jesus' name actually means the Lord is salvation. Maybe you didn't know that. And we see in this prophecy that he is known by many other names. He says, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, this, this name that came with Jesus, the Lord saves, also carries with him a lot of other titles. He is everything that you need. He is a one and all that we need in our lives. He is known as Wonderful Counselor. You need a counselor in your life? You know, I don't know about you, but there's times where I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I, have no, I have no clue. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. But I have a counselor that I can go to and I can pray to and I can ask. And the Lord is always faithful to give me some direction. Right. And not only that, he's a counselor in the sense that he stands at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He's actually standing by the Father, praying for us. He is our advocate. He is our representative to the Father. And that's why we can come to God our Father, and pray because we know that Jesus is there. We go through him. He's the mediator. He's our wonderful counselor, wonder-working counselor. It's just wonderful what he does. He's also our mighty God. He's our mighty God. The word here, the Hebrew word for this mighty God is gabor. I said it right, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> but, but it's gabor. It means superior to. It's not like mighty strong, but it's, it's superior to, you know, the saying where the pen is mightier than the sword? Well, what is that saying? The pen is greater than the sword. And so mighty God should be translated almighty God. And maybe other translations say that. Almighty God. He is almighty. There is no one like him. There is no one above him. He is superior to all other gods. He is superior to all other things. He has all the power in the universe. And so that gives me comfort because I know that he, my mighty God, my God Almighty, has all that I need to handle the life that's put in front of me many times. The mountains that are in my life, the sickness, the illness, the disappointments, even my sin, he handles it all. He's big enough. He's strong enough. There's no mountain too big that Jesus can't conquer because he's almighty God. He's also our everlasting father. What he's saying there is that he, Jesus, is the founder and the author of eternity. Everything was made through Christ Jesus. Everything has its being through Christ Jesus. He is the founder 
and author of our lives. He's also the foundation of our faith. Jesus is the foundation of our faith. Our faith is founded in the fact that Jesus came to earth in the form of a man, lived a sinless life, and died a criminal's death for our behalf. But not only that, he rose on the third day. See, it's the fact that he rose on the third day. That, that's what bases our life off of. That's what our faith is built off. It's not built off of teaching. It's not built off of morals. It's built off an event, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus himself forecasted that he was going to die and be raised to life. So I don't know about you, but if somebody can forecast their life, death, and, burial, and resurrection, and they pull it off, that's, that's pretty impressive to me, and I'm going to follow that person. That's why the Christian faith is so powerful, because it's founded on this one principle that Jesus came to save, and he proved it by being raised from the dead. That's why Jesus came, and this thing has been going on for 2,000 years, and it continues to grow, and continues to grow because it's built on facts. It's built on the fact that Jesus came for us, that Isaiah chapter 9 was fulfilled through Christ Jesus. He's the founder. He's the cornerstone that holds everything together and that makes Christianity so beautiful. He's also the Prince of Peace. Do you need peace today? How about you, but today was not peaceful. Me and my wife went out shopping, and it was not peaceful. It wasn't peaceful in my car. It wasn't peaceful in the neighbor's car. It wasn't peaceful in the stores. It was chaos. <laughs> we all need peace. And, and this time of year can be very, very stressful and chaotic. But he is the prince of peace. He brings in the peace. He brings in a shalom peace. That's a complete peace. It's not just a ceasing of crazy chaos and activities, but it's a ceasing of that stuff in our hearts. It doesn't have a place in our soul. I'm reminded of a story in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. Jesus is in a storm with his disciples. And Jesus does some really miraculous things. And I think it's a good story to remind us of how he can calm every storm in our life. It goes like this in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. I forgot to give it to them, but you can look at it in your Bible. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross the other side of the lake. And so they took Jesus, they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind them, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. And it began to fill with water. Now, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care we're going to drown? And when teach and Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves. I want you to get that. He rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you have no faith? I'm telling you, when you have faith in Jesus, the biggest storms in your life are calm because you have faith in who he is. And the disciples said this, absolutely terrified. Who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? We have a God that can calm every wind and every wave. I love that he rebuked the wind and the waves. I mean, he spoke to the cause of the storm, but he also spoke to the event. That was the, the effect that the storm was having. The storm was blowing and it was causing the waves to crash in. So he spoke to the cause and he also spoke to the effect. And for me as a believer, that, that gives me some peace because I know that not only can he calm the cause 
of the chaos in my life, but he can also calm the effect of those things in my life. Those things that are causing me anxiety and strife and depression. He not only rebukes the cause, but he also heals the effect. He's the redeeming God. He is the Prince of Peace. And we know that peace is only found in the presence of God. To nowhere else. Where did they go to find their peace? He was sleeping on the boat. They went to Jesus. They went to the master. They said, Jesus, do something about this. We need peace. And he gets up and he gives them peace. He is the prince of peace. We also see through this passage in Isaiah that he is the gift of true freedom. He says, I'm here to break the oppression upon you. Jesus gives us true freedom because he brings a new operating system. He brings a new government. I love America, but they can't give you true freedom. True freedom is only through Jesus. True freedom only comes through him because it says the government is upon his shoulders. The government, the kingdom of God rests on the shoulders of Jesus. And this kingdom is not man's government, but God's. The kingdom of God comes with this person, Jesus. What is Christmas about? What is the Advent season about? It's about Jesus coming to earth and bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. He started something, and it's been going on ever since. He brought a system, a government, that cannot be tainted by selfish ambition, that cannot be corrupted or overthrown, a system that can give true justice and true freedom. And we see this government active and this kingdom active through his people. Man, wherever you are as a people of God, there he is. That's the kingdom working through you. You actually carry the kingdom of God with you. The church and every gathering that's gathered today and Christmas Eve and tomorrow morning, they're coming to gather because they're representing his kingdom on earth. That's the beauty of God's kingdom. For those of you who have said yes to this kingdom, you found this freedom. I know you have. You found the peace because I have it. I didn't have it before. And when I said yes to Jesus, I got that peace. I got that freedom that I never understood or never comprehended how great it would be. But we know now through Jesus that peace and freedom is available. I think when we come to Christ, we should put something. I think God puts a new uh, sign on our door, right? When you go to a business and the business has been poorly managed for a long time, and it's about to shut down, what they do? They change managers, right? And at the sign, they put under new management. And I think as believers, that's what happens. Jesus comes in, he takes the old sign off, he goes, under new management. And as his believers, we're under new management. We're under a new system. We're under a new government. The old thing's gone, the new has come, and we're under new management. And he's a good manager. He's a good manager. He's not an overlord. He's a good boss. That's why I follow him. He's a good king. And he loves you, and he wants you to have life, and life that is true, life that is full. So I would, I would implore you today, I would ask you today to put the government on your, of your life on his shoulders. Let him carry you. Let everything that you are rest on his shoulders. He's big enough to handle it. He'll give you peace. He'll give you joy. He is God Almighty. He will be the founder of your life if you just let him. And so I pray that each and every one of you would say yes to Jesus. And if you haven't said yes to Jesus, that you would. And if you have, that you would be reminded that you're under, under new management.
Jesus came to change the system. And so I want to close with this song, and I'll have the worship team come up while we do this. It's a song we did last Sunday, but it's a powerful song. I want to minister to you because I think so often we forget about who Jesus is and what he's done. His name, what it means, and what he's done. It's a powerful reminder. It's a powerful song. And so I'll pray that you let it minister to you. And so I want to pray, and I want you to stand. And we're going to pray, and we're going to sing this song, and then we're going to close with some candlelight today. So, Father, I thank you for everyone in here. God, I thank you for my friends. Lord, I thank you for those that are in here today, God, that we can just have this conversation about who you are. Lord, you are beautiful. You have set me free. And, Lord, I pray that everyone in here today knows that freedom that comes through Jesus, that they've accepted this beautiful gift, even though they didn't think they needed it and even though they weren't expecting it. You sent Jesus, your son, to die for us, that we may have life and life to the fullest, not just in eternity, but here now. And we thank you for that life. We thank you for Jesus. Lord, you are worthy. You are good. Your name is Jesus. You are a wonderful counselor. You are almighty God. You're prince of peace. You are everlasting father. And we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Just let them minister to you through this song. Strong enough to say There's only Wonderful Counselor
He's the Prince of Peace. The Omnipotent. He is wonderful. He is radiant. The Almighty God. His name is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is no name above your name. You are high above all things. You are high above all sickness and illness. You are high above depression. You are high above all our problems. You are high above principalities and governments. You are high above all things. You are our Savior. You are our Lord. You are our Master. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's all that you need. He's all that you need. Amen. Amen. So we're going to get ready to go into her candlelight. So I'm going to have some guys come up and help pass these out. At the beginning of Isaiah chapter 9, said that a light has come into the world. And we needed that light to show us who the Father was. And I love what the disciple John wrote about Jesus. He writes about his birth. He writes about him coming to earth. But he doesn't write like all the other gospel writers. He actually does some poetry And he tells this beautiful rendition of who Jesus is in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. It says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. He, meaning Jesus, the light, came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human. And made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. We as believers have seen his glory. And now we carry this light into the world, this light of Jesus. We are citizens of heaven, heaven. So let's bring peace, hope, and freedom wherever we go. That's our assignment. We're simply representatives of Christ. And so I pray that as we go out today, as we go home, as we go to loved ones' houses, as we go to the places that we visit, that we don't forget to be a light, that Jesus has shined a light in our hearts, and now we are to go out and extinguish the darkness wherever we go. Amen.
So I'm going to pray, and they're going to lead us in a sweet song. Father, I thank you for your light. I thank you for Jesus, that he came to show us the way to you. Lord, we walked in blindness. We walked in darkness, and we needed someone to show us the path. Jesus is that path. Help us to follow the author of our faith. Help us, help us to follow Jesus all the days of our life. Lord, let us not keep our eyes off of him. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus and look to the light that gives light to men. We thank you for that. We thank you for this message. We thank you for Jesus. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. you guys for being here today. God bless y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I just want to pray and bless y'all. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. We thank you, Lord, for this blessing of Jesus. Lord, help us keep Jesus center in our life. We thank you for this gift. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for being here today. Remember, we don't have service tomorrow. God bless y'all. Have an amazing Christmas. Take it away.
Go Cowboys. They won. <laughs>